by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 8 The Intervention of the God of Flora Retrialis stared out at the carnage, having just watched Drusilla leave the Grand Temple of Phalaris. The bodies of the fallen priests were scattered about the floor, with only a few of them left standing, shown mercy from the wrath of the god touched. She took in a breath of the cold air while trying to gather her thoughts. Her slender frame was not standing prominently as normal, but was instead slumped over. She was shocked and disheveled without any clue of what her next move would be. Drusilla told her that she was now the high priest, but it was not her job to promote the next one. That job rested with the god of Flora himself. With Tadric Gertrans now on his way to the scales, if he wasn't already there before Vesia, Retrialis was left to ponder what the god of Flora would say or do. Retrialis approached the fresh corpse of Tadric. She locked eyes with his, still open from where his essence faded away from his body. She knelt down slowly and held her gaze on his cold, dead eyes. His essence was gone, and only the husk of his flesh was left. Drusilla had defeated the most powerful man and the most devout follower of Phalaris that she knew, and Vertrialis was left with a lot of questions. Excuse me, Vertrialis, whispered a priest who was a few feet behind her. She stood up and looked away from Tandrick's body, turning to face the young priest who was spared. Yes, she inquired. The priest folded her hands together and exhaled slowly, but also a bit labored. What are we to do, she asked, curious and scared of what would happen next. Vertrialis stood prominently in front of the priest, hoping to project confidence in place of her other emotions. She was just as scared and confused as the young priest, but she had to appear to be in control. She was the abbot of Telerafel, which brought about a sense of duty. In the event the high priest was taken away or indisposed, she was to step in to handle official business. In this instance, with the high priest having just been murdered by Drusilla Whisperly, she was now the acting high priest. I will head to the high priest's chambers and convene with Phalaris, if he will see me, stated Vitrialis slowly. The young priest nodded. Of course, ma'am. Is there anything we can do to assist you? Vitrialis glanced around the room, still seeing all of the bodies scattered about. I need you and the other priests to move the bodies of the priests to the courtyard, and we will begin preparations for honoring them. Vitrialis paused while keeping her attention on the young priest. Take special care of the high priest's body, please. The young priest nodded. Of course, Vitrialis. Oh, and one of the other priests needs to head into the village and notify Sarast of what's going on here in the temple. She'll need to be aware, continued Vertrialis. I would like for her to head this way once she's ready. The priest turned away from Vertrialis with the abbot turning toward the large doors at the far end of the Grand Temple. She had never been in the high priest's chamber, and she had never had an audience with Phalaris. Vertrialis exhaled loudly and took her first step through the large room. The few remaining priests looked away as they began moving the bodies of the fallen. Vertrialis locked her eyes on the large set of doors at the end of the hall on top of a small flight of stairs. She reached the handrail and pulled herself up slowly. She climbed the stairs, drained emotionally from having to watch people that she was very close with dying. The set of doors were black with golden trim across the ornate wooden planks. The knobs and hinges were solid gold and the thick wood provided a solid defense from anything that would ever try to invade. Vertrialis stood in front of the doors and gathered her thoughts. No matter what happened when she was inside, this was a point of pride for her. Not many priests or abbots ever make it into the chamber of the high priest, no matter the deity. She turned the golden knobs and pulled the doors open, releasing a warm aroma that filled her with a sense of relief. With the door slightly open, she slid into the room and closed it behind her, knowing the priests had no business knowing what was actually in there. 
Once inside the room, Virtrialis was able to take stock of what the high priest kept to himself. Several large tomes lined the walls on a table while other bound books were sitting neatly on a shelf. Perhaps I should see what the man liked to read, she joked while entering the room. She turned to the other side of the room to see several plants all sitting in pots with a tree coming up through the center of the chamber. I knew he had his own private garden, but that's not what I was expecting, she said, realizing just how quaint the area was. She turned to the center of the room to see smoke coming from a sconce sitting on a table. The strong, pleasant aroma was coming from some incense that was burning, while behind it, there was a small staircase that led to a marble archway. Virtrialis stepped past the smoking incense and up the small set of stairs. She stared up at the archway for a few moments before placing her right foot on the first step. Upon placing the bottom of her shoe against the stone, an emerald green light emerged from the center of the archway and spread to fill up the entirety of the space. Virtrialis removed her foot from the step and widened her eyes at the magic before her. From the center of the green aura, the leg of a man wearing tattered green pants emerged, followed by a bare-chested torso. His pale skin was almost unnatural and his dark hair provided ample contrast to his complexion. It was long and hung down to the center of his back, flowing without any binding or restraints to keep it in place. On his face, a neatly groomed, yet large beard hung down to his neck. Virtrialis, I presume, he inquired while looking down the steps at the abbot. She remained silent and in awe at the presence before her. I've heard a lot about you from Tantric. It's quite a pity he was sent to Lorel earlier today. Virtrialis closed her eyes and nodded. So Tantric Gertrand did end up making his way into your graces, she asked. The god of Flora nodded slowly while he inspected the room. He did, though I don't think I'm going to let him decorate anything anytime soon, he said in jest while motioning toward the large stack of tomes. It appears organization might be something we would need to discuss. The high priest has never been one for putting up his things, master. I've always had to go behind him and make sure that his robes, charms, and other trinkets found their way home, stated Vitrialis with a wry smile. But where he lacks in being organized, he has made up for it in ability, knowledge, and compassion. I will truly miss him. Valorous nodded solemnly. He told me that he was killed by Drusilla. Is this true? I'm sorry, but it is, replied Vitrialis. Drusilla murdered Tandric as well as the bulk of the priests that serve you. Valorous closed his eyes and folded his arms across his chest. He let out a loud sigh as grass came up at his feet with each second of the exhale. I didn't ask him while he was standing before me, so I will ask you now, and I'm quite hesitant to truly know, Valorous struggled with his words as he rambled on. What made Drusilla murder the high priest? Virtrialis stared at the god of Flora with a stoic expression as she collected her thoughts. My lord, I... Stop, interrupted Valorous as he unfolded his arms. He waved them forward toward Virtrialis with a soft gaze in his eye. Please, Virtrialis, you will refer to me as Phalaris and not Master. Virtrialis was taken aback by the gesture and appeared bewildered by Phalaris's remark. While you served me in life and my hopes in death, I do not wish to be referred to as your Master. That would imply that you do not have the will to serve another. Instead, I prefer you to simply refer to me by my given name. So you wish for me to refer you as Phalaris? asked Vitrialis, hoping for some clarity before insulting the god of Flora. I do. I insist upon it, answered Phalaris with a smile, especially for someone who is about to become my high priest. Vitrialis inhaled loudly and tried to suppress the smile that was trying to emerge. She was being granted what she always craved, but didn't want to appear ungrateful or pleased with the turn of events. Tangent Gertrans was dead and serving at the side of Phalaris now, and she was the ultimate beneficiary. I appreciate your gesture, Phalaris. I truly wish it were under better circumstances. 
I do as well, but unfortunately, Drusilla put the wheels into motion on a plan I wasn't prepared to execute, she said sarcastically. Valorous reached back into the portal and grabbed a staff with a glowing emerald gem. He reached forward and presented it to Vitrialis, the sign that she was now the high priest. She accepted it as gracefully as she could, though the circumstances were not ideal. Now, back to my question, continued Valorous after formalizing Vitrialis' promotion. What made Drusilla attack the Grand Temple? Vitrialis paused and stared into the eyes of the god of Flora. It all began when the children of Telerafel were being abducted and taken into the forest. No, muttered Valorous. Was it Talgis and his harpies? Vitrialis nodded slowly. Yes, but how did you know it was Talgis? Valorous chuckled lightly. Because he did it before, and that's why he was exiled from Tingregio, explained Valorous. He looked at Vitrialis, who was still appearing to be quite confused from her entire world shifting before her eyes. You see, he didn't have harpies at the time, but he did have cultists. In one of the sub-realms, in an attempt to usurp the essence from making it to Tingregio to serve everyone, he had the cultists capture and murder the children to overload the flow, so that he could keep more for himself. It was quite brilliant, really, but foolish. They caught him immediately and cast him out into the void where he could starve for the rest of eternity. Valorous paused briefly as Vitrialis tried to fathom what was being told to her. Look, we are who we are, Vitrialis. While we are celestial beings from another realm, we are not immune from wrongdoing. Valorous licked his lips and collected his thoughts. Even I have been known to cause havoc against another. This is just simply who we are, Vitrialis. Every celestial being that created an eye, myself included, has always tried to get the better of another. Vitrialis exhaled softly and nodded to Valorous, slowly understanding what he was saying. Upon seeing the destruction of Talgis, Drusilla snapped and took matters into her own hands. Earlier in the day, she almost killed me, but I challenged her power and she showed just how strong she actually is. Drusilla is remarkably gifted. That has never been a doubt, affirmed Valorous. I never suspected her temperament would get the best of her. She had always kept to herself and stayed away from the Grand Temple. I never suspected her for someone who was aggressive or even that powerful. I thought she simply stended to your creations like the High Priest tended to the forest, stated Vitrialis. That was the original intention, but I think I can see where I was somewhat short-sighted, claimed Valorous. Yes, she was supposed to look after the creatures and the High Priest was supposed to look after the forest, but ultimately, I wanted them to work together. I wanted my High Priest and my God Touch to serve together to better Dunai, not become adversaries. The god of Flora glanced back at his portal and shook his head. For someone to murder a high priest and several of his subordinates, they must be in a very dark place. Valorous sighed loudly. He took a few steps down the stairs. Lush grass appeared with each step beneath his feet. I have to speak to her. I have to see Drusilla. Valorous approached Vitrialis and stared directly into her eyes. Her scales are out of balance now and she will soon be hunted by Vesia's champion. Perhaps I can intervene and save her. Vitrialis stood in front of Valorous, taken aback by his words. She murdered several priests, and you want to save her. Valorous turned away from his new high priest and walked over to the lone window at the edge of the room. He stared out of it, looking down at the courtyard. The bodies of the priests were being lined up in a row, with Tandrick's body placed to the side. I don't expect you to understand my motivations or my reasons. That's not your place. However, I do expect you to follow my requests. Valorous turned away from the window and looked at Vitrialis across the room. Drusilla Whisperleaf is my only true god-touched servant. I want to at least speak to her before Evelis Mertron detonates her essence, or at least attempts to. The high priest's eyes lit up as Valorous remarks regarding Drusilla's essence. Is Evelis that powerful? Valorous chuckled and shrugged. 
He's got the power to vest you, so there's a strong chance that he is, but I wouldn't put it past Drusilla to win in a duel. At any rate, I have two requests for you. First, I need you to bring Sir Ross to the Elder of Telerifel to see me while I am here on Dunai. I have a specific mission for her. I have a priest out to talk to her now and inform her of what's happened here at the temple. I will send another priest to bring her to have an audience with you, stated Vitrialis as she awaited his second request. Vitrialis knew what the next request was, but she wanted to hear it from the god of Flora's mouth. I want you to go find Drusilla Whisperleaf and bring her here. Vitrialis sighed dejectedly. Of course, I will see to it personally. You seem apprehensive to the second request, Vitrialis, noticed Phallus. I watched Drusilla murder the high priest and several priests. I am quite aware of how powerful she is, replied Vitrialis. It's no matter, though. I will adhere to your request and make it so. Phalaris nodded confidently. Good. Time is of the essence. We must make haste. Phalaris, might I ask a question of you while I am here before you? inquired Vitrialis. She licked her lips while he stood still. Tandra Kachans wanted to stay out of the affairs of Dunai and tend to the forest. Drusilla took the fight to those who wished to do harm to your followers. Which one of them was right? Valorous glanced down at the grassy floor beneath his feet and took in a deep breath of the warm incense. Tandrick was correct until we were invaded by Taldris, and then Drusilla was correct to take action. Vertrialis nodded, though Tandrick should have acted against Taldris. If he were given an opportunity, then he should have. However, Drusilla took action before he could confirm that it was another god taking action against us, countered Valorous. So are we openly at war with Taljus now, continued Vitrialis, hoping for clarity while still standing in front of the god of Flora. Fowler smiled and nodded. We've been at war since the creation of this realm. It's just now on our doorstep. We will have to be vigilant, but I don't want to take the fight to him. I'd rather stay defensive and, if anything, attack him from the shadows. Like a follower of Searia, interjected Vitrialis. Valorous laughed loudly. I said from the shadows, Vitrialis, not with the shadows. Valorous continued to laugh as Vertriala shook her head at the god's humor. Please go get the Elder. I don't want to stay on Dunai for longer than I have to. I'm sure Vessia is already aware that I am here and it's only a matter of time before she shows up. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com